Welcome to Second Chance Church with Pastor Derek Aldridge. Second Chance Church live stream this morning. Just want you to know God is an awesome God and He is worthy to be praised. Just a couple of announcements we want to make this morning. We want to make sure we pray for the Mobley family. And we want to especially pray for Eric right now down in Florida. Thank God for 
all of you that are coming in and streaming in this morning. Remember, we need you to get out and vote. Bless you. I thank God. I just want to thank God for a member that has joined here, LeCurt Harris, who has really been sowing into the recovery ministry here and helping us with the food drives, with finances for the food drives and those type of things. Again, we'll be having another food drive this Tuesday um, down by Beecher Football Stadium. Um, come out and get your food. We're going to hang out there for as long as we can. Weather's changing here in Michigan, but God is worthy to be praised. And don't forget, we need to go vote. Um, so important that we vote in this election. And um, if you're a person that doesn't vote, if you know my cell phone number, you call me on my cell phone. I got somebody that I want you to hear that would encourage you about voting. The scripture for today says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. We're going to have a song, and then we're coming back with the word of God. God bless you.
He is worthy to be praised. Turn with me, go with me to Job, the 14th chapter, verses 7 and 9. Again, we hope you share with somebody today. Thank God for you. He's worthy to be praised. Thank God for Brother Leonte and Brother Steve and Sister Tara and Sister Lana. And we thank God for my barber Miko, Sister Collins, Deacon Toe, being in the congregation. I know there's going to be some shouting going on up in here today. <laughs> Job, the 14th chapter, verse 7 and verse 9. Verse 7 through verse 9. And the scripture says, At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Verse 8 says, If its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump, die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water or the scent of rain, it will bud and put forth shoots or branches like a plant. We're talking about seasons and trees, part three. Seasons and trees, part three. Shall we pray, Father God, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your tender kindness, for loving us when we don't even know how to love ourselves. We ask you to bless this word that it goes forth with power and conviction so that somebody might be saved, somebody might be healed, somebody might be delivered, somebody might be set free. Lord, we ask you to be with those that are not feeling well today. We thank you for everything that you're doing for us in this season. And we just give you all the praise and we claim victory today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to say happy birthday to Sister Matthews, who's celebrating her birthday, celebrating her birthday this week, and also to Brother Wilson, who celebrated his birthday this week. So we're talking about seasons and trees. One of the most powerful lessons that you and I will ever learn in life is that there are no test-less testimonies. Every testimony has a story tied to it. It's a story of how God delivered you from whatever you were going through. If you really understood the experiences that some people have been through, you would have a little more respect for where they are today. The truth is that God navigates our lives through circumstances that he knows that you and I would never volunteer for. Therefore, he drafts us into our own development. He pushes us out there because he knows what's best for us. When we look at our lives, many of us say, well, I'm trying to do all the things that God wants me to do even in this season. I'm trusting God, I'm, I'm faithful, I'm praying, I'm still tithing. I can't go to church, but I'm on every live stream. Why is God allowing me to go through what I'm going through? Well, let me help you this afternoon. The reason that you're going through whatever you're going through is because God wants to bring some credibility and substance to your testimony. 
Because we got too, we got way too many testimonies. We got too many people trying to tell you that they can make it, that, that you can make it through, and they've not been through anything. How are you going to tell me how to hold on when I don't have any money in my pocket and you, you always got a pocket full of money? How are you going to tell me that my surgery is minor and you've never even been in the hospital? How are you going to tell me about relationships and every time we talk to you, your boo just left you? How can you tell me you know how I feel when my mate dies and yours is laying beside you snoring every night? When you've been through some things in life, you'll stop testifying and start testifying. The, the, the book of Job is a powerful book because it reveals to us how many of us harbor entitlement issues. Some of us have come here today with entitlement issues. Some of us are watching and we're listening and we really believe that we should never have to go through anything in life. But you really need to check out Job's life. Here's a man that stayed away from evil. He served God. But there's, there's an interesting thing that's taking place over Job's head. Job's destiny is being discussed between the demonic and the divine. Job is moving through life without a care in the world. God has hooked him up. And over his head, a discussion is taking place about his destiny. And, and, and God asked Satan, where have you been, Satan? And Satan says, oh, I've been on every live stream service, listening and looking for someone to attack. God said, have you considered my, my servant, Job? Have you really thought about him? The devil said, yeah, I thought about him, God, but the reason that I haven't attacked him because you've got a hedge around him. See, some of you don't realize this morning that God has a hedge around you. And you need to be grateful that he does have a hedge around you. So the devil tells God, the only reason why Job is trusting you, the only reason why Job serves you, God, is because you hooked Job up. Who wouldn't serve a God with a driveway full of cars? Who wouldn't serve a God with when your bank account is on jam? So, so Satan says to God, if you would just move the hedge and allow me to attack Job, I guarantee you that Job will curse you to your face. It's interesting because God allowed it. My Bible says that God allowed it. God allowed it. God says, I'll give you permission with limitations. You can go in and attack this and you can attack that, but you can't touch his life because that belongs to me. And anytime God allows it, I want you to know it will never kill you. It's only going to make you stronger. Now, what happened after a series of storms and calamities that attacked Job's life? So in chapter 14, Job begins to contemplate the things in life that he was going through. And he says in verse 1 of chapter 14 that man that's born of a woman is a few days and they are full of trouble. So what Job is saying is that I, I need to have a different perspective on life. He says, if I'm guaranteed trouble in life, then it makes no sense in adding trouble to the trouble I'm already guaranteed. That's why I got to get all this drama and all the crazy people out of my life. I have to make certain that I can deal with the trouble that I'm already facing. Watch it carefully. Job looks at his life as that of a tree. It's a metaphor. 
Job says in verse 7, I see myself like a tree. And if that tree be cut down, it's going to sprout again. The, 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 and then the Bible says the roots may grow old in the ground and its stump die in the soil. But then it says, yet at the scent of water or the scent of rain, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. In other words, that tree is not done just because somebody cut it down. Somebody came here today. Somebody is listening today. But you're going to leave with this testimony that even though it looks like it's over, it's not over until God says it's over. The, 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 the first lesson that we learn from Job is that the reality of persecution. You have to understand that even though Job was upright and righteous, he did not get an exemption from persecution. You know, we don't earn brownie points from God. God's not going to give us an exempt card from trouble because of our faithfulness and how long we've been coming to church. So when you find trouble coming in your life, you begin to think that there's something that, that there, maybe there's, there's something that you did. But you have to remember the Bible said that man or woman born of a woman are a few days and they're full of trouble. There are no exemptions from trouble. You're going to be thrown into stuff. You remember Joseph, don't you? He had the favor of his father upon him, but he was thrown in a pit. You remember Daniel, don't you? He was thrown in a lion's den. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They were asked to bow down and worship King Neb, but because they, of their convictions about who they were going to worship, they were thrown in a fiery furnace. Every now and then, God will project his sovereignty on your life. And the sovereignty of God says that God can do whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it, whenever he wants to do it. And God does not owe any of us an explanation about what he does. He's under no rule other than his own. So every now and then, God moves in your life without, explana without explanation, without your permission. He will put you into something because he knows what's best for you and I. People of God. You have to ask yourself, what's the revelation that I need to get out of this situation like we are in in this season? Here it is. This is what I get out of it. God sees something in you and I that we don't see in ourselves. In a real sense, God was telling the devil, I will put my reputation on the line when it comes to Job. Because if anybody's going to give me praise, if anybody's going to represent me going through this, it's going to be Brother Job. That's why God is allowing you to go through, that you might as well say, Lord, you must see in me what I don't see in myself. Because I know one thing, I'm in this service today because I will represent you, God, no matter what's going on in my life. Am I talking to anybody that can still praise God because he trusts you with trouble? Just think about that. God trusts, if God trusts you with trouble, he really sees something in you. See, because some of us will mess trouble up. See, but God knows if anybody's gonna give him glory and not make him look bad, it's gonna be you. You have no idea what people around you today, you have no idea what people that are live streaming today are going through. 
but they refused to fall, refused to be depressed because they realized that all of their good days outweighed their bad days and they realized that God has still been good to them. The text says in verse 7, at least there's hope for a tree if it is cut down. You have to be clear about your identity, especially in this season. The devil will come in and he will attempt to sever your foundation. You have to acknowledge who you are. I want everybody out there live streaming and everybody here today to say, I'm a tree. I want you to understand metaphorically speaking and spiritually speaking, you're a tree. I want you to say, I'm a tree. The taller the tree, the more intimidated the enemy gets. The greater the tree, the greater the hater. Some of you are wondering why all of the attacks are happening to you because you're not a shrub, you're not a hedge, you're a tree. Get over it. You can't help it if you walk in and you stand out. It's not your fault. You bring out insecurity and hedge bushes. You make shrubs nervous. Everywhere you go, you're a tree. You stand out. They can put you in a crowd of people, but you can always tell where the trees are. Now guess what, tree? With your blessed self. The devil will try to chop you down. The devil will systematically, methodically, diabolically chop you down. But verse 7 says, at least there is hope for a tree if it's cut down. Let me see if I can put this in context. Now back in Job's days, for him to even use this idea of a tree being cut down, you have to remember that the book of Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible, if not the oldest. So they didn't, they didn't have chainsaws back in those days. They, they, you see, you can cut a tree down in 10 minutes today. When they cut trees down then, it would take days to, just to cut one tree down. They would chop for a while, and then they'd take a break. Then they'd come back and chop some more. And then they'd take another break. Then they'd come back and chop some more. Then they'd go to lunch, come back and chop some more on that same tree. I'm trying to help somebody today. Because that's what it feels like when the devil's chopping at your stuff, chopping at your family, chopping at your career, chopping at your education, chopping at your finances, chopping at your health, chopping at your faith, chopping at your will. You can feel it. This week when, you, when you're when you going on about your business and you see one of your haters looking at you weird, go on and let them, let them know, I see you with that axe in your hand. But even though the enemy is trying to chop you down, God has a plan for your life. God allowed it to happen to Job. The devil chopped down his, his economy, chopped down his health. He chopped down his relationship with Mrs. Job. She told him to curse God and die. Chopped down his relationship with his friends. Imagine, just imagine being in the place where Job was. But the shouting news is that God will restore you. God will not let you go through this unless there's a blessing on the other side of it. God is in the business of restoration. It doesn't matter who gives up on you. If God gave you a promise, then go on and shout now because God has the last word. We serve a God that has the power to sustain us. Bible says that even though the tree is being cut down, it will sprout again. 
Even though the tree is being cut down, God is keeping that tree. And some of you came here today and the enemy is doing everything he can to take you out. But can I tell you why you have not lost your mind? Can I tell you why you're not in an insane asylum? Why you're not looking like what you've been through? Because God is keeping you. Somebody ought to praise God today that he's keeping you. I wish somebody would give God a shout of praise for his keeping power. See, because God wants you to understand that you possess strength. Self-discovery often happens best intense times. You discover more about yourself and about God and about the people around you when you're going through. You're stronger than you give yourself credit for. Verse 8 says, though the root may grow old in the ground. Here's the problem with the enemy. The devil is so stupid that he thinks that if he chops down what's above ground that you're done. He attacked Job's money. He attacked Job's health. All that stuff's above ground. The devil says the only reason Job is blessing you, God, is because of the stuff you blessed him with. But what the devil didn't know is that Job's tree was not tied to the stuff that was above ground. Job's tree was tied to his roots. And somebody up in here and somebody out there this morning ought to let people know I'm more than the car I drive. I'm more than the house I live in. I'm more than the hair on my head. I'm more than my manicure and my pedicure. I'm more than my mascara. I'm more than my suits in my closet. If you check my roots, you find out that I'm not a rookie at this thing. I know how to get a prayer through. I know how to worship God in spirit and in truth. Anybody listening got some deep roots today? So listen, so listen. The roots are still there. Remember, I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'm like a tree planted by the anointing that's flowing. So the taller I am, the taller I stand, the stronger my roots. So you, you got to get a revelation of your predicament. The greatest revelations come at the height of your crisis. Remember in chapter one, Job looked at his situation when it was real serious, when it was real critical. And Job got a revelation and said, naked I came out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the revelation he got while he worshiped God at the height of his crisis. Now, some of you are saying that I don't hear God's voice anymore. God says, you really want to hear my voice? Let me take you through some things. When you go through, you'll hear God's voice. I got some witnesses out there that'll tell you that when you're going through the heat of the battle, everybody else's voice is going to sound like Charlie Brown. Womp, 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 womp. Because all you want to hear is God's voice. Job says, my problems are severe. My money's gone. My children are dead. My friends think I've lost my, wife, my mind. And my wife got a hit out on me. But in the midst of all this, I got a revelation. The question is, the question is not if I'm coming back. The question is when I'm coming back. You sitting up in here worried about whether you're coming back. You got too much word in you and been in church too long not to come back. 
Job said, God drafted me for something I didn't volunteer for. I was trusting God. I was faithful. I gave God what belonged to him. And over my head, God and the devil's having a conversation about my destiny. Then all of a sudden, hell breaks out in my life. And I don't understand what's going on because a God, I'm a good person. I'm sure God could have found somebody down the street to go through this. They don't even go to church. They, they, they don't even serve you, God. God, had you ever thought that that might help them out? Why me, God? God said, the reason I chose you is because I trust you not to make me look bad. The folk down the street might make me look bad. But you're going to praise me. You're going to be in church. You're going to be faithful. You're, gonna, you're not going through. Through, you remember this. Whatever you're going through, you're not going through just for you. You're going through to give somebody else a testimony about what God can do. I just want you to know that if you're listening today, that whatever you're going through is bigger than you. Job says, All right, God, I'm like a tree. I see myself like a tree. The devil came in and he cut me. Verse 8 says, but I got some roots. So I know that even though I've been cut down, the stump was left. And I felt like since the stump was left, I could make it. But then the stump died. What do you do when the stump deteriorates and dies in the ground? You got to remember that God's not going to use what's above ground to bring you back. He's going to use what's beneath the surface. So, okay, Lord, I'm not wondering if I'm coming back. I just want to know when I'm coming back. So verse 9 says, yet at the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth shoots like a plant. Now, just thinking about this logically, if the tree is going to come back, it's going to need some rain. Because the rain has to come down and irrigate the soil so the roots will get the nutrients that they need to bring the tree back. So in the natural course of events, if the tree is going to come back, it needs some rain. So if I've been cut down, I'm praying for rain. And somebody told me if I'm praying for rain, I need to put on a rain suit so that God really knows I'm actually praying for rain. Because you don't need to walk around in a swimsuit when you're praying for rain. When I'm going through a storm, I'm like, thank you, Lord, because this storm must be designed for my comeback. See, people are looking at me like I'm in a setback, but the reality is I'm in a comeback. Just because you see me wearing a mask does not mean that I'm in a setback. The reality is the mask means I'm in a comeback. I wish somebody would get that today. God says that every tree that's been cut down is just waiting on rain. But God says, I tell you what, I want you to understand today. Your comeback will not be contingent on raindrops. Your comeback will not be contingent on actual water. God says, because of my sovereignty, all you're going to need is the scent, the smell of rain. And God says, I will begin the process of you supernaturally coming back. Am I talking to anybody right now 
that the devil said that you weren't coming back. People looked at you and said it was over for you. And even though you thought it was over, but my Bible says that God is about to turn your situation around. I smell rain. I, 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 I smell, I smell rain. So I don't need you feeling sorry for me. I know things may look rough now. I know I look like I've been cut down, but I can sense in the atmosphere that some rain is about to come in my life. That's why you have to learn how to rejoice through the process. Because the Bible says at the center of rain, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. Can I tell you something? There are too many of us that are sitting back mad at God because God allowed things to happen to us. And we decided that we weren't going to praise God until we got everything back like it used to be. But can I tell you something? God says you have to learn how to praise me through the process. Because verse 9 says, yet at the center of water, it will bud. And God says that the bud is nothing but evidence of where I'm about to take you to. So you may not have the car that you used to have, but thank God for your bud. And I'm not talking about that stuff you guys smoke out there. You, you, you may not live where you used to live, but thank God for your bud. You may have gotten laid off from your job, but you still got your bill paid and groceries in your refrigerator. So you have to thank God for the bud. The bud means I'm in process. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on and praise God until I get everything. I mean everything he promised me. And God says, if you praise me now, I'll do you just like I did Job in chapter 42. He gave Job double for his trouble. I come to declare to every tree in this place today. I come to declare to every tree that's streaming today that after all the drama, after all the craziness, after all the hell that you've been through, you ought to praise God that you survived and you're still standing today. I wish somebody would think about the fact that after everything that has happened over the last seven months that you're still here. Can I get anybody, no matter where you are, to give God a survival praise today. After all you've been through, you can shout, I'm still here. I'm still praising him. I'm still giving him glory. I'm still somebody, anybody, everybody ought to give God some glory, ought to give God some praise. Somebody ought to give God a shout out for still being here. Thank you. That I'm still here. You ought to praise him today. I don't care where you are. Sitting in your house, in your bathroom, in your shower. You ought to give him some glory today that you're still here. You know, part of our testimony is that God allows us to go through. But God will send just a, a scent of rain. Don't forget, we're trees. So remember what God promised you. Shrubs have no idea. Hedges have no idea. Matter of fact, hedge bushes don't even get chopped. They get cosmetically manicured. Trees are the real deal. So don't ever forget to wave your limbs and give God glory when you think about the goodness 
That's your testimony. Yes, this is your season. Yes, this is your season. And God's going to give you double for everything you've been through. I thank you. There might be somebody here today doesn't know Jesus as a personal Savior. My Bible says that you simply have to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, and thou shalt be saved. God's been so good to us in this season. Yeah, we've lost some family members. Yeah, we've lost some friends. But we're here today to testify about his goodness and about his glory and about how he loved us and how he has a hedge of protection around us. So don't ever give up on God because he doesn't give up on you. Remember, this is a day you can give your life to him. Put your hand in his hand. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for tuning in to Second Chance Church, The Praise Factory.